Welcome to Gen Z Talks. This is your host, Ryan Solomon, the head of community and content at Entra. At Entra, we built a social network for entrepreneurs, investors, creators, and freelancers. Every week, this show is recorded live on Entra, and I get to interview the most ambitious and young entrepreneurs and investors from around the world. And if you'd like to be a part of our next episode of Gen Z Talks, maybe even get to come up on stage and ask a question, make sure to head over to joinentra.com and register for Gen Z Talks. Now that that's out of the way, it's time to kick things off. Let's go. Today, I have Jamie Gannon, who is one of the founders of Continuum. I'm going to let her touch a little bit on what that is and what she's working on. Um, but every week I get to interview some incredible Gen Z founders, investors, builders, makers, marketers, you name it. Um, so I'm super excited for this because me and Jamie met through TikTok and then through Twitter and now through Entra. Uh, and I'm super excited to dive in. So Jamie, do you want to introduce yourself and share a little bit about yourself and Continuum? Yeah. Okay. So I'm Jamie, co-founder of Continuum. Um, I'm a designer, creative, social media manager, creator, lots of, lots of different things. But um, I guess to say what Continuum is, we're basically a web three social platform for creatives. Um, so we want to become the best place to learn and share the creative business. Um, kind of like the reason we started it is like, we saw like, you know, there's all these amazing creators out there, um, you know, posting the graphic design tips, social media tips, um, branding tips, business tips, freelance tips, whatever. I'm one of those people. Um, but it just kind of sucks the way that things work now for creators and for learners, like on the creator end, you know, you don't get paid. It's kind of like social media is just really not built for this. Um, same thing for learners. Like you can't take quizzes, can't track your progress, can't take advantage of all this wonderful content and community. So, um, yeah, that's what we kind of want to fix that continuum, um, and make it super cool and equitable for everyone with tokens. So, yeah. I am super excited. I remember when we last talked. Um, there's a lot of exciting things. We're going to dive into it a little bit more. And one thing I wanted to ask too, is before, before we dive into that, could you touch a little bit on your background before you got into continuum? And also for context, Jamie's only 19 and she's already killing it as a, as a young founder. Uh, it makes me wonder what I was doing when I was 19, probably not, not too much, but, uh, so I'd love for you to touch on kind of where you were before jumping into startups. Um, and then kind of, kind of how you got to where you are now and what the future looks like. Yeah. Um, so only 19, so not, not too much background to talk about. I'll just start from the beginning. So I actually left high school early. I graduated at 16 cause it just kind of sucks, you know? Um, after that, I just started, I was introduced to design and branding kind of just through like YouTube university, uh, again, the amazing creative ecosystem out there. Um, and just started learning a lot about it and fell in love with branding. I loved how it was creative yet so intellectual. So kept following with that. Um, then I started working at Starbucks. They had this awesome program where they paid for like online college. So dabbled in that a little bit. Um, but as I was in school, I really started working on building up like my Instagram and becoming a freelancer. So in December, I was able to, um, December, 2020, I was able to quit Starbucks, um, go full-time freelance. Um, then I dropped out of college. So yeah, big, I mean, my whole career basically has been like freelancing. Um, so it's great now to be able to like give back to that community and like build things that I wish that I would have had when I was like just starting out. Um, in terms of like how I got in the startup world, um, right when I left Starbucks and was like, you know, starting like my full-time business, I told myself I really wanted to like learn more about tech in 2021. Like that was one of my goals to like work with more tech startups. <clears throat> I got a lot more than I bargained for. Um, but 
I just got on tech Twitter somehow. Um, I think I was introduced by like to some tech Twitter people through like a client I was working with, but um, I found um, Gen Z VCs. So I was just perusing um, for some clients in there as all freelancers do. Um, and I found my co-founder Jason um, talking about Continuum, which was then a SaaS product for freelancers, but I just cold um, emailed him about, you know, like, hey, do you need any help with like TikTok or social media? Like, love the vision, would love to help out. And we just really hit it off. And over a couple of weeks, um, we worked really well together and then he offered me a co-founder position. So, yeah. That is awesome. So wait, you said you dropped out of high school. You dropped out of high school or you graduated early? I got my GED. I mean, basically okay. dropped so, out, but yeah. I love that. So out of high school, 16, then drops out of college, does design work, and then kind of like stumbles their way into Gen VCs and just start up. Yeah. That's, that's honestly super cool because I think yeah, uh, sure. that's just the power of community right there where if Megan Lois didn't decide to make that Slack channel, it's actually really funny right before yeah. this, I was looking at, at that um, and looking at a couple of things. Um, that's really the power of community and just like kind of like stumbling in and who you know and what you know. Um, because I remember for myself, like I wasn't on tech Twitter for a while. Like my Twitter was just like people from high school and BS and then I kind of switched it off and deleted the old one, got a new one, and followed all the right people, and it yeah. changes everything. I um, had, like, a stan Twitter um, pre, like, like what, 2018? I made, like, my, my professional Twitter. It was all just, like, crazy stan stuff. So, yeah, I definitely did a new one, too. <laughs> no, I feel that. So, um, and then kind of to touch a little bit more on Continuum, um, I want to touch a little bit on that transit. Actually, no, we're going to hold that question for a bit. Um, so like I said earlier, we actually met through TikTok and I kind of want you to touch a little bit first on why you think founders, I know me and you both tweet about it all the time mm -hmm. and how founders should be on, not as founders, startups, because like yeah. founders are busy, maybe, maybe it shouldn't be the founder. Uh, for me, like that's part of my role at Entra, like our founder doesn't really do TikTok, but why do you yeah. think more founders should be on TikTok and what kind of success have you seen? I mean, it's just kind of a no brainer. Like, I mean, why would you not? It's like. I don't even know how I would, it's like, I think interesting how people will say like digital marketing instead of like social media or there's like social media managers, there's like a delineation between those terms. Like, I don't even know, like, I mean, I know there's like SEO and stuff like that, but like marketing to me now is 100% social media. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to reach your customers, you have to go to where they are and that's on TikTok. If you, I mean, I would say Gen Z, but it's really like everyone now. It's like a huge audience and just going to keep growing. Um, and also like the organic reach is crazy too, um, from like a time and money standpoint. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen some creators or startups, like they post one TikTok and it happens to like blow up and that, that's it. Like that's, nope. you know, there's series A right there, um, or whatever, like your goal is. Um, yeah. And I guess in terms of our success, like, um, I would like to, I want to focus on TikTok a lot more. Um, I would love to be like one of those people that post like three times a day um in 2022 for sure but um and the little success we have had from tiktok like i mean i think one time we got like 40k views in a video and it was like 400 um signups or something insane like the conversion rate is like super great in my opinion um uh yeah no i feel that a ton so um for us, like, it's been absolutely huge. And uh, like, that's one of the things we bonded around, like I was saying on Twitter is just like, I think every founder should do it mainly because it's, 
it can be time consuming depending on how what your content is but mm -hmm. a lot of people i tell them like literally just whip out your phone say something to the camera and post it see how it goes do that every day yeah. for a month someone just said tiktok is how you say relevant to youth and that's so true um i've been thinking about this a lot recently but tiktok like drives culture i feel like um well like 2014 days like everything was like vine memes or it was all like you know coming from vine and then i feel like it went to twitter for a while and then instagram for you know a period of time with like the kardashians and whatnot and now everything is about tiktok every single meme that you see um is from tiktok in some way like bing bong like literally everything is from tiktok so if you want to just like be in culture at this point you you have to be on tiktok so of course that makes sense for brand owners i 100 agree with that and i think i think it's funny that instagram is last as in like all the best yeah. memes start on tiktok and or twitter some start through twitter and then they end on instagram instagram is like mm -hmm. a, yeah. like a three like, months late like mm -hmm. they're they're always so far behind um and then to kind of dive into so i mean specifically for continuum obviously tiktok is like the best place for you attracting creators creators yeah. seeing what you're doing and i see a lot of, like i've seen like contra i've seen stand with me i've seen beacons um myself um there's a handful of other founders mm -hmm. that i see that do it really well uh stand with me jay hoovy i'm not sure if you've seen his uh his content he kills it but he's definitely like a really good editor um and really really scripts his videos so i think his mm -hmm. content is really good um there's a lot of people who've just been like absolutely killing it um and also another thing too okay. is a lot of these creator economy startups i'm seeing getting creators on their cap tables which i think is brilliant mm -hmm. obviously a smart move um but i want you to dive a little bit into uh to explain to the listeners kind of what continuum is a little bit deeper you're saying it's for education tokenizing like if i was someone who wants to learn how to get into creating content being a creative content creator what do you kind of see that working i know you guys are doing a little bit of a pivot and have a lot of things moving but what do you see that looking like um in terms of someone wanting to become a creator um i'm actually really big on like developing resources to help them like i would love in 2022 when we have like a bigger team and some more resources to have like uh like a workshop or almost like a creator accelerator um i actually just wrote a course the other day kind of like you know here's how you can be successful and continue like where you should edit your videos like this is information about our audience um stuff like that um but i think it's i think the creator economy is very interesting specifically with like creatives it, i always like mix up those terms with so, like graphic designers for example yeah. I use that. Uh, like because we are so creative um it's just such a natural extension to start becoming a creator and start making content um and every single like designer or freelancer has an instagram and they are creators kind of like by proxy because they promote their services they share their portfolio you know they like to share their work um so i think that's why continuum can be so huge because everyone in our space is a creator um even now with like twitter like everyone in tech is a creator in a sense um everyone has value that they can share and they do share it um so yeah i mean a big theme with continue also is like democratization um so like uh i think a big hurdle for some creators to kind of like or freelancers for example to justify becoming a creator um which is essentially like giving back to their community and like helping other people and mentoring other people mm. um it's like the, there's no incentive like I mean sometimes you get like clients and whatnot from Instagram but in terms of like the actual content like these platforms are just not built for 
real community and real education um, and kind of like fostering those discussions and growth. So at Continuum, like if we can provide creators the tools to monetize better, um, actually giving them an audience to get started with, which is super hard when you're just, you're just talking to no one and then there's no feedback loop and you can't get content ideas and whatnot. Um, and then also giving learners like more reason to continue to engage with their content and like go back to it and even just remember, I mean, it's so hard. It's so like easy to like, just completely forget about creators on TikTok. Like I follow like 7,000 people on TikTok or something insane. Probably, probably more like a thousand, like 500, but like, it's just so easy to like get distracted on these platforms too. It just doesn't help the creators. Um, yeah, I guess my point was like democratization is like a big thing at Continuum um, yeah. on many different points, but I'll probably so, ramble a lot in this interview. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. And so touch on that a little bit. So uh, I dropped the link to, to your site, continuum.xyz. Yeah in the room chat, right on the la on the landing page. It says, earn crypto and level up your career. Continuum is the best way to share and learn uh, the creative business. So mm -hmm. I know you're still kind of putting together on the crypto side of things and tokenization, but yeah. I'd love for you to touch a little bit on how you're seeing that, how you're seeing that coming together. Cause I know the last time we talked, you were like, I'm literally about to have a meeting about this. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to, I'd love to learn a little bit more. Yeah. Um... So we just got like our tokenomics in. I mean, really it's just about like incentivizing people. Like we want people to have like a reason to, or like, I guess with like upskilling, for example, like there's not really like a lot of incentivization to do that besides like, oh, like maybe like these skills get me more clients. But with, to um, with the tokens, like we're basically telling learners like, hey, if you get better, if you engage with the community, um, you know, like that's super valuable. And here's like a tangible piece of value that you can get with that. Um, and the way that we're going to be like deploying that, um, probably later in 2022, is just like any time, I'm not sure the exact, like, um, Jason is doing all the crazy, like economic stuff with it still, and we're consulting with our lawyers, but, um, anytime you like, um, watch a bit, which is like basically like our version of a TikTok, and like you take the quiz or you take the associated, um, like feature that comes with that, whether it's like, you know, adding something to your calendar or filling out a workshop or a worksheet mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, you'll get a token or a fraction of a token and same for creators like the more content you post um, you'll get more tokens if you do a post that gets like really great engagement like 100 likes you get a post or I mean you'll get um, a token um, or you know if you post like 100 bits um, or like if you post your first course then maybe you'll get like a token um, advantage. Yes. So to wait to to jump in, I kind of imagine this as like a mix. It's almost it's a creative two-sided marketplace where there's educators that are coming on and they're incentivized to create not only educational video content, but also mm -hmm. quizzes, call to actions, things that creators can do. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, there are creators, like young novice creators that are looking to maybe create the first YouTube video or create the first mm -hmm. TikTok or whatever that is. And they come on and whenever they take, um, whenever they take these courses or they watch this content, maybe take the quiz, whatever that is, um, they're being rewarded for actually completing those tasks and almost both sides of the marketplace are building an on-chain resume. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually looking into credentialing. Like this week we've been talking a lot about that. Um, we've been speaking with some like other freelance platforms too with like how can we work together to be like, if you sponsor like a course or like there's some creator and like, you know, you really like their course and you want um, your users to take it, like having that credential and then being able to only sign up for your platform if they have like that certain credential like on the blockchain mm. like that. it's such an interesting um like use case um and mm. i'm really excited to start like actually putting that in the roadmap 
and um, you, can, so, you go. Sorry, you go. All right, now okay. I, was, I was just gonna say I found this platform where you can literally, um, I forget what it's called when my friend sent it to me, where it's, you can gate a link with NFT. So basically, mm -hmm. if I sent you a link to like a, a certain web page on Entra, there would be, um, you would have to put in your uh, wallet address and then it would check if you have whatever NFT or whatever token or whatever you need. Um, so that's just the easiest way to gate people yeah. from, from doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, I think it's, <clears throat> sorry, I think it's interesting for like, um, well, I have a lot to say about being self-taught. I'm self-taught and I think everyone is technically self-taught in some regard and we need to kind mm -hmm. of like create a new word for that um, or just discard the word at all. But um, I think, you know, there is a need for some kind of credentialing. Um, I think it's important um, for like the business owners that are looking to hire freelancers, especially if like they're younger. Um, or just like freelancers that are trying to like, it's just hard to kind of like market yourself as self-taught. So if we could give them the opportunity to be like, I've learned all this and like here it's like proof of that. I think that'll like open up so many doors for them and hopefully kind of change the way that people think about like being an autodidact too. No, I 100% agree with that. And I know when we talked, like I've been going very heavy into DAOs a lot, mm -hmm. like learning, kind of jumping into as many as I can, popping around, seeing what's going on. and. One of the things I've been hearing from a lot of different people through podcasting, they're like a lot of people will be like, I don't like saying this is a DAO and then this isn't a DAO because it's such yeah. a like broad encompassing term, right? Um, do you kind of see continuum, I guess, becoming like a DAO like structure? Because from the way I'm seeing it is it's like if you do this work, you get paid out in these tokens. Like if X, then Y, it's all programmable. Like the way the way I look at DAOs is they're like actually crypto in my head I see as programmable money, DAOs I look at as programmable communities. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so the tokens will give people utility um, and governance like over the platform. Um, again, still working all this out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's super important that we have. I don't. I guess I'll call it a DAO. I'm not sure if like what what if, if there's any like specifics had to be a DAO. But if you have tokens, you'll be able to vote on stuff. So down in that case i think it's really important um especially because like we're very much a social platform and that's kind of like the basis of how everything works um it's really important that because creators are building the platform they they're creating value of the like they're literally doing everything so it's super important that creators like have a say in what happens like um like with instagram for example like i think they just a couple of weeks ago they just allowed like desktop upload like insane like absolutely right. insane um that something like that, that is so like useful for creators, like took so long to happen. And I think like giving creators the ability to like, uh, propose things or put on things is super important. Like there's just always shit that happens on Instagram. I'm just like, why would you do that? Like they changed like the story sharing feature to be something with like three extra steps. And like, if they had asked any creators to vote on that, like meaningfully, um, I don't think that would have happened. So I think it's really important that that's available. Um, yeah. No, 100%. I agree with that. Like, I think there's a lot of product decisions that I look at from a lot of big tech companies, and they always baffle me, where I'm like, yeah. who, 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 who proved this? I was, especially, great example, not directly related. I was 15 FaceTime, garbage. Whoever designed that, I need fired. to my phone so bad. They need to be fired. Um, that's, that's a mess, but that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic. Um, and then I wanted to go into, like, the creator economy more broadly. Um, where do you see actually two questions one 
who are your favorite creators right now okay. and why? And then where do you see the creator economy in the long term? Um, I've literally DM'd like a hundred creators today. Um, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you my, my favorite one. Um, cause I watched so many content videos. Um, what was the second question? So when I'm going to dive in this, you got to say at least a couple that you're like, at least impressed with or you love or like, oh, impressive. Creators. Um, definitely. I've been thinking a lot about bonus footage. Um, his name is Tom. So at bonus footage on TikTok. um, he makes really awesome stuff. Um, I mean, all the creators on continuum, obviously, um, download the, the beta. Um, yeah, like Luigi, he does really great. Uh, it's like at Luigi Salas um, underscore. He does really amazing like pixel art animation, like blows my mind. Um, designed by Shine, um, Ginger, the Divine Social. She does really like baddie stoner business tips, which mm -hmm. I think there's such a need for that. Like I have so many like, you know, like girlies I know from high school that could really vibe with like someone just like coming down to kind of like their level. It's like, let's start a business. Like let's vibe. I love that kind of stuff. I love people that like really make like, a specific niche of themselves and like lean into it. Um, by Beyond, by dot Beyond Studio, um, they have really great reels. Um, Leche dot Studio, again, <laughs> I could probably go all day. Yeah, yeah I, that's a couple I, just to start. A lot of them I, are on Continuum. So. I love that you said bonus footage first. Uh, mm -hmm. Tom Boyd, I actually had him on a couple months ago. Great dude, great oh, energy. You said a baby. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. He he's such a nice guy and his content is like you can tell he really puts a lot of a lot of thoughts and effort yeah. into all of his videos. Like they're they're so good. Definitely look him up on TikTok bonus footage. Uh I had a one-on-one -on -one with him a while back and me and him like immediately clicked and I was like, dude, I need you on something. Yeah. Um he's so awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, he's DM him. Good human. Yeah, I gotta follow up with him too. He's on here somewhere. Um and then another thing, the next question was um what would be your is honestly a little bit on the spot um where do you see the creator company going and kind of what's your big predictions for it um, um i have an opinion i think that like there's gonna be a blurring between like what's a startup who's a, like who's a creator who's a startup who's a founder like these labels are gonna like completely dissolve like i said kind of before um like everyone's going to be a creator um, every startup is going to have a creator. There's going to be the face of every single startup, um, like on TikTok or whatever. So yeah, that's like where I think the future is going. I think there's going to be a lot more like TikTokers in tech. Um, it's such an interesting problem to solve because if you're like for Entra, for example, you need someone who's good at TikTok, but also has like a deep understanding of like business and entrepreneurship. And typically these kind of people that have, you know, very deep understandings, they want to stay in their industry. They like it. Um, so it's really hard to find these creators for specific startups. Um, so I think like designers or developers who like decide, like, I want to be a creator, they're going to be able to charge like whatever they want. Like they're going to be the next like unicorn, um, I guess people, I think before it was like designers that can code or whatever, but now it's going to be like designers that can, you know, be social media managers and create TikTok content or like discord managers, something like that. No, I, so that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to touch on both of those. So, like, I 100% agree with that. And whenever you said, like, having somebody who's not only good at creating content, but also knowledgeable, it's really, really difficult <laughs> to find people, uh, especially not even just, like, startups. Like, I know some people that are, like, I'm looking for someone that can do, like, content on crypto. And I'm like, dude, everyone is, right? Yeah, In there's really, a lot of creators. Yeah, there's a lot of creators. And it's funny because, like, the creators that are just doing it 
for like fun. Like they're they're like, I don't want to join a startup and have like a job. Yeah. This whole thing like they'll be like I'll, you know i'll do some side hustle or some side hustle income but like they're like i just want to do my own thing um because they're like i love it like one of my friends yeah. like mac and cheesy austin mac and cheese mac and che- i always mess his name up <laughs> it was awesome i'm sorry dude um but he's been killing it and he's got a discord community he's not trying to like do anything crazy or scale it but he's just like has an awesome community that he loves that he manages and also does TikTok. And he's loving it. He has a he has a nine to five. At, um, he's a software engineer, so he does that through his income. But he just does all of this stuff as a passion, um, which is, which is a really good space. And then uh, also, do you see like the intersection between like community and uh, creator economy as well? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of like you can't talk about one without the other. I feel like honestly, um, again, with everyone is really a creator. I always find it interesting, um, like not to dig on anyone, but I feel like I see a lot of creators that they just like, oh, no DMs, like won't take DMs. Like, why Like, why are you making content then if you don't want to engage with the community? Like, it's everything. Um, I hopefully don't, I don't ever want to get too busy to not reply to my DMs, but yeah, I mean, I think and in like a broader sense with like things like Rally too, like I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see like crypto X community X creators like roll out. Um, I mean, I've even had some like friends like roll out tokens. Like, I'm kind of like starting to think about it. Like, like what could I provide value to my audience with tokens with? Um, but yeah. No, I I agree with that. And also, like that goes into like DSO as well. Them having creator tokens and Royal, I think mm-hmm. both of them are killing it. Um, I think we're gonna have the greatest shift of just liquidity that we've ever seen through tokenization, Web three, and a couple other things. Um, and then I had another touch point on community. Oh, when, whenever you said, like, you hope you don't get to a point where you can't have, can't reply to your DMs, there was a founder, I can't remember the name of him for the life of me. He, the only thing I remember about him from a podcast is he bought uh, Girl Boss, like he acquired it, um, yeah. right? And he was talking about how he was getting so many DMs, uh, or not so many DMs, he's getting so many emails as an investor. Um, and he used to, like, reply to every single one very intentionally, really thoughtful. And then it just got, like, so out of hand that what he did was is he made like a monthly uh event where you could only come to it if you donated so all the money would go to a charity it's like you'd put in at least ten dollars and you would come and then you'd go be able to ask a question or like come up on stage and like talk to him i forget i forget how it totally yeah, forgot, yeah. but he just raised like thousands of dollars for uh, various different charities from doing that and i think it's a good way to be both accessible and impactful uh, because you think at scale, like, there's just some people that, like, there's just, it's just impossible, Yeah, right? You know? Um, I've seen people do, like, like Patreons. It's, like, $5 a month. You get, like, priority, like, DM access, pretty much. Like, stuff like that, too. But I think that, I think it's so important. Like, even if, you know, you are at scale, like, you have to give opportunity to, like, speak to your community or it's, like, nothing. Then you're just using them to get, you know, followers or client leads or whatever. Which sucks. No, I, I 100% agree with that. I think that's a definitely a really good move. Because, like, also, that's, like, you don't really care about, like, like if, if you're at that level, you don't really care about the monetization side of things. You just care about more, like, gate, like having people that actually care and you giving them yeah. that attention. Just thinking about this, like, at Continuum, or, like, in Continuum, like, that problem is already, like, the tokens literally solve everything. Like, any problem that I can think about, it's like, oh, well, we're incentive, we'll give creators tokens for responding to comments quickly. Like, there, like, 
I, I love that we're Web3. It, 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 it's so epic. <laughs> I know that's so that's exactly how we feel with where with what we're building too. Um, and I that's actually what I was gonna jump into next is like, um, so whenever we had talked, you talk, well, last time we talked, we talked about a little bit about web three. Um, and to touch on that a little bit more. So how does that tie into continuum even more like what other feature sets do you see going into that? And then second question is like, what excites you most? Gen like, what excites you most about web three intersection with creator economy? Yeah, um, okay, so we touched on tokens, we touched on accreditation. Um, another thing we want to do is have just like, kind of like hidden NFTs. Like if you, you know, like to random people in the app, just like give, give them an NFT. Um, or maybe like if you complete a creator's course, like we auto-generate an NFT, um, things like that. Um, in terms of like other Web3 things, um, I think on like the development side, like our CTO is working on, um, you know, like kind of giving back to like the developer community and things like that. Um, I think there was something he did with like our last like NFT launch that, you know, if he released that, that could be like very helpful. Again, I'm, I am the opposite of like coding yeah. developer girl, but um, yeah, I think the most exciting thing for me is really just the tokens again, man. Like the incentivization thing, I just think it's really going to work. Like, I think that's what um, communities and like these ecosystems of like educational things like, I think it's just gonna help it like blow up so much. I 100% agree. Um, it, it's it's really crazy to see how um, I don't know. It's it's weird. So in my head, it's like whenever you start an LLC, right, and or or a C corp, I guess, and someone mm -hmm. gives you a million dollars for 10%. Now your company just went from being worth a million to being worth 10 million dollars. Even if you have, even if your company doesn't do anything. You don't have a product yet. You're now worth your your company is now worth ten million, and I see it very similarly becoming, not as like that, but kind of where with tokenization and DAOs, where it's like you're putting value behind a community, but it's also not just based off of the uh, financial, you know, not just people throwing money into it, but also the actual community and what people do. Um, yeah with it as well, which makes it so unique. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of companies that I see that are gonna be building out communities, NFTs. Um, a lot of things are about to change. Like, I, I know me and you both talked about just how as soon as we went down the rabbit hole, everything just flipped. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like, well, I went to NFT NYC and that like, I loved meeting everyone. But um, for me, it was like the ENS drop. Um, that was like, oh, okay, like, this is how, like, this is what tokens can, like, really be. And I know it's, it's very much, like, tied to, like, you know, the value that it is in, like, traditional dollars. But um, I think at this point, like, we still kind of need those, like, I mean, I'm still very new to Web3. Also, like, I'm not even afraid to say that. It's been, like, really, like, six months. Uh, but I think a lot, like, half of tech Twitter is new to Web3. And I mean, I think yeah. in, like, what, like, March 2022, I think every, everyone is going to have, like, a DAO in their bio or something. Like, it's on deck. Oh, 100%. I, I agree with that, too. Yeah, no, I think I think it's weird. So, like, for myself, it was been, like, a month and a half, two months of, like, it's weird because I feel like, for me, crypto, like, I don't think there was a label for Web3 until, mm -hmm. I don't know, within the past year, right? Um, for the past, like, two years or so, maybe three, like, I've been investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum and have been seeing all these things happening, obviously following NFTs and just seeing how things are moving, but hadn't really like acted upon it. 
And then yeah. once I listen to Chris Dixon and Naval on Tim Ferriss, that's... I remember that moment too, because I, I actually was part of an NFT project in like 2020 and it's like, yeah, NFTs, whatever, like post on my Instagram. Like, I was just like, that's like, uh, my friend that did it is like very high fashion art kid. So I was like, oh, it's just a cool like artist thing. It's not for me. Um, then, you know, February, February, 2020, wait, 2021, everything's blending together. Something like yeah. that. Like I hear Gary V talk about it for me. Yeah. When Naval started talking about it, I was like, geez, now I have to learn about it. Because I was kind of like putting it off, like, oh, it's just some like deep tech cool person thing. But yeah, because I love listening to Naval, um, especially like all of his like past stuff, like, I guess the, that like big YouTube thing of like the thready turn to YouTube video. But yeah, once Naval started talking about it, I was like, shit. I got That's, that no, I feel that 100%. Or you listen to him on Joe Rogan as well. Um, yeah, he's, so interesting. he's such an interesting mind. Him and then Chris Dixon, who I didn't know very well until like, diving into him a little bit more it's weird i was like oh i follow this guy on twitter and i was like looking at all his threads i was like oh mm -hmm. wow this guy really knows this stuff um and i understand agreed like it's funny every single founder i've talked to in probably the past three weeks has told me the exact same thing oh yeah we're, we're transitioning into web3 every single founder um it's it's absolutely wild and then it's so funny because the general public right now does not know and or understand yeah. what's about to happen. I'm not sure if you did the same, but I know on Thanksgiving, I sat down with my dad and my 88-year-old grandmother and was telling them about how Ethereum works and a bunch of other stuff. I It was hard enough explaining like the first version of Continuum to my grandmother, which was like a SaaS product. Yeah. Any, anything even somewhat B2B is impossible to explain to the members, but... Maybe we'll see out. Maybe we'll see this Christmas. Um, when, when I see a lot of founders positioning to Web3, I kind of want to be like a hater and be like, oh, like, then they'll pivot out. But then again, like, Web3 is the future. So probably not. Like, it's just going to be, it's going to be the norm. It seems kind of like radical when people do it now. Um, it even like felt kind of radical for me at first. Um, my co-founder, Jason, he's a bit older than me, like really spearheaded it. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. But now I'm like fully like blue-pilled or whatever into it. It's, it, it's weird because like i think it sounds like there's some parts of me that are still hesitant on it for a few reasons like for example one of the biggest things is like privacy and it's like okay mm -hmm. so privacy is great and then it's like but now everyone knows my wallet and like how much i have in my wallet because if i'm connecting my wallet to all my social accounts like if you go on my mirror right you'll see my mm -hmm. my email address right so now it's not only like is my a lot address public it's like here's all my nfts here's all my tokens here's all the things i do which i think is great yeah. for me to be able to verify stuff but it's like i kind of liked it whenever only amazon and google knew my stuff yeah i i mean there's a lot of like philosophical and ethical questions i think one thing i mean we were just talking about this the other day me and jason but like um for example like obviously we're gonna have like login with wallet but um because there's tokens and because um you know you get tokens from doing actions like how can we prevent some like a freaking like gal farm in china from popping up and just like absolutely wrecking us um and like you know considering like what kind of verification methods can we use like what can we build into the app to do that but yeah i think um i tweeted something the other day oh no someone commented on my tiktok like um, I was talking about DAOs and they go, how, 
couldn't someone, a rich person, just like pay everyone in the DAO to vote a certain way? And I was like, yep. well, yes. I mean, we're not changing society. We're changing like very, well, I guess a very big like way that we interact with each other. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to do and a lot of questions that I cannot answer. <laughs> Well, I think, um, so the blog I recently wrote on, on DAOs a little bit touched on that is like the current problem is like, it's kind of pay to play, right? Where like, it depends on, it depends on what DAO you join, right? But like for Constitution DAO or for, um, I don't know, Friends with Benefits, things like that, like you have to pay a certain amount to get in and based off of the amount of tokens you have, the more governance yeah. you have, right? So it's like really the opposite of equitable. And also if it's on Ethereum, then like that's even less, you know, accessible. Yeah. I, um, think I, I think it was like friends of benefits, but they tweeted something like, we now have a bid for like five ETH or, or like some crazy amount of ETH and it was like $200,000. Like that's not, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't really, I don't really yeah. want to see that someone's buying a piece of art for that much. Like it, it's giving very much bourgeois and that is like not, but everything is about. And I think a lot of the space, I mean, it's just human nature to get obsessed with like the clout. Like Gary V talks about this a lot, like 99% of like NFT things are like, they're not going to do anything and that's fine. But uh, Web3 is so focused on clout right now. And I just, I'm not so like, excited for like the bear market, but I'm excited for things to like level out and be mm. just so less focused on the money. Like, which is why I'm hesitant to say like the ENS thing excited me because it's really just exciting because I got, you know, theoretically a lot of freaking money from it, but that's not, yeah. you know, why I should be excited about, um, this kind of technology. And to know, to that point, I think a lot of NFTs are just straight up cash grabs as yeah, in like yeah. the, the, that's one of the, my biggest gripes right now is like, some of them are building like real communities, right. Which is great. And they're actually have like some more utility or like some form of just like, I don't know, community focus, or they built a game or whatever that is. But I think there's so many people that are just like, all right, we have 50 grand to drop on marketing and we're going to sell out 10,000 NFTs and that's going to convert to $8 million. And then the five of us are going to split it. And then we're just going to yeah. dump the discord and we don't really care. Like that rug just falling. The public like feels that, like the public sees that, which is why I think I mean, it's a big thing we're going to have to overcome a continuum. Um, I think a lot of creatives are actually like, um, surprisingly more like web three open, um, than I expected, but I think it's still going to be a hurdle for a good, like, I what, like almost 50% of the market and just like kind of easing them into it. I mean, even sometimes I feel silly, like you'll earn tokens. Like there's just, we got to get better language around it too, like crypto and whatnot. Um, and yeah, overall the vibes and like the, the thing that makes the headlines in the space need to be a lot better um for sure no that's one of the biggest problems right now is like people are associating just nfts with like people or board apes mm -hmm. right or doodles or be friends and like obviously those are like gold standards i guess you could say for mm -hmm. the best ones quote um but i think that's the issue too is like the media I, I honestly i think a lot of tech people just hate the media i mean i do personally um yeah. for numerous reasons beyond <laughs> just this. Sure. but um i think this is a great example of where they're like 69 million dollars for a jpeg what is all the, you know and they're just like hyping it up for clicks if you read i was um compiling some stuff for like our web3 resources page um 
I feel like go and you read just like the headlines and kind of like subtitles of a lot of these articles about like Constitution Bow, it's like group of yada yada fails to buy the co- like it's it's always so mm-hmm. it, it's nasty out there. No, and yeah, they just they just want clicks and they don't care about the authenticity or they probably don't understand the the underlying like importance or value of what that actually means. Yeah. Also for specifically for Constitution Dow, like even though it was like a little bit of a shit show, um, still just respect for raising yeah. six million dollars in like four days based off a meme. Like that is something that is absolutely impressive. And now, Definitely. did I throw $25 in and pay $100 in gas? Hell yes, I did, because we the people. I tried, but gas, I, I just can't, I can't with the gas. I would rather, like, if I'm going to spend, like, $200 in ETH, I'd rather put that in my portfolio. Like, that's why I haven't bought a lot of NFTs, because I just can't justify it. Um, I don't think anyone really should, unless it's, like, a stellar project. But that's why I love Solana. <laughs> I'm trying to get more into Solana. I got Jamie Dot Soul, so I'm like definitely. See, I saw that. I was trying to get. I'm not sure. If, I had to look at Sully Dot Souls available, but Sully Dot Eth, Sully Dot Eth was not. And then I searched for like Sully Does It All Dot Eth because that's like I want my handle on a lot of things. And it was like twenty five dollars. I was like, great, two hundred dollars in gas. And I was like, okay. yeah, which is tough. Um, so you can't win them all, but. Uh, I think there's a lot of startups that are doing a lot of interesting things. I was actually talking to this founder today um, who is building, he basically built a wallet where it has a layer, it's a layer two wallet for Ethereum where you can send Ethereum with uh, like little to no gas fees. That's that's another thing. People are like, just use like a layer two Polygon blockchain. It's so much easier. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, like I will, but like, I just heard... Again, which is like the names, like just use Polygon. Again, I'm not super like dev techie girly, but I just can't wait for like Ethereum too, or just like to use Solana. Like it's so simple. It's like 0.01 and like soul fees. That is true. Now there's that's that's where things get interesting too, is whenever people have that big debate. But my thing is that it's everything's gonna be multi multi-chain. Everything's gonna be connected one way or another. Yeah. Like, I probably I I probably shouldn't be talking shit because I like understand so little about um how like the function of that works but maybe maybe i will start using polygon i i saw an um i actually reached out to an nft a new nft platform that's on polygon i think so drop it in the chat i might check it out i don't know that but no to the point point you made i think having the um, i guess humbleness or i don't know what the word i'm looking for um but to know what you don't know that's one of the things yeah. that I'm, I'm realizing myself is just like, yeah, if I don't know something, I'm just going to own the fact that I don't know yeah. how. I do not want to be called out. <laughs> exactly, right? That's 100% how it is. But I'm still going to share my thoughts and opinions on based on what I do understand and what makes sense to me. But like, take, I'll, I'll just be like, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Like, I'm still learning and talking about the things that do make sense to me, which for what makes sense to me is DAOs and governance structures and all that because that's very understandable and as a community manager it makes a ton of sense yeah i love talking about the community aspect of DAOs. it's like super easy to kind of be like these are the benefits but once we start getting into like specific like blockchain stuff or like the questions about like well couldn't someone just like you know buy out everyone like i just need to tag my like truly tech bro friends to answer those things no i feel that 
Um, that's why you gotta have a couple blockchain friends, blockchain devs on hand, and just mm -hmm. be like, can you like fix this or figure this out for me? Um, no, I feel that. Um, I'm looking at what else I have written down. I've covered a lot. Um, has, has anyone ever asked you to like explain the blockchain? I thought I knew, and then my friend asked me, and I was like, oh, well, you know, just, you know, the, the layers or whatever. And then, like, it, he really had to just, like, explain it to me fully. But now I get it. Now I have, like, a good explanation for it. There we go. I mean, I, I like to explain the technology more so as using Ethereum and transactions instead of explaining the actual blocks themselves. Like, I, I start with that, as in, if I want to send you money... Or I, I give the analogy of like, all right, if I want to send you money on Venmo, I say, hey, I want to Venmo Jamie. My bank it goes from my bank to my Venmo to your Venmo to your bank, right? Yeah. So four steps and also like the network in between. And then I say Ethereum is from my wallet to the network to her wallet. And the network is a bunch of computers that are doing math. I explain that first. That's a good one. Yeah. And I say, you just took out Venmo out of the picture, right? Um, that's the expl explanation I like to use because like my, my, uh, my dad's fiance understood that whenever I explained, it. she's like 60 and she got it. And then I was like, for basically what's happening is the network is approving the transaction. Like whenever you do a visa and you do a MasterCard, you send, you do something on your credit card, your bank, there's transaction fees because it has to go to a, a server and they have to approve that transaction and make sure that you're sending money to another person and it's okay. Right. And I explained that the blockchain is basically a long list of all of those transactions and you can't go back and change it. You know, explain the hash rate or what's the word I'm looking for? Not hash rate, but the, you get what I'm hash, saying. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like to use like the, well, my friend gave me like this like diary analogy. So like um, Web2 is like, you have all your secrets in your diary, your diary's locked in a drawer. If someone gets the key to that drawer, they get your diary. But in Web3 on the blockchain, you give, a thousand friends a piece of your diary in order for someone to get really get a good chunk of those secrets you'd have to convince 50 percent of them to like give you those pieces and that's like pretty much possible to do mm. that's, that's the blockchain hopefully i like that explanation that I wanted to, um, we went on a web3 rabbit hole over here but i'm here with it um for back to continuum a little bit um i wanted to ask what does success for you with continuum look like in three five years three five years um i think instagram for the creative community is like no longer a thing like literally we are the platform to share and learn anything about becoming a creative becoming an entrepreneur becoming a freelancer becoming a nft artist um everyone uses continuum to um, post their content get leads um find jobs um take courses from like big entities like Adobe or Figma, um, sell courses, sell coaching, um, sell memberships, like Twitch or Patreon kind of style things. Uh, I just want to be like a centralized hub for the creative space that incentivizes everyone and promotes de decentralized, centralized <laughs> hub for the community, for the creative community. Um, I'd love to have like, I mean, there's also like a lot of like independent course creators on there's that, like so many different platforms. There's Skillshare, there's Udemy, there's yada, yada, yada. Like all of them in one place for free. That's another thing about Continuum. We're free for creatives and for creators. Um, we'll make money through like enterprise contracts. Um, yeah. Decentralized, centralized hub. I like that. 
No, that's solid. Um, oh, and and like we're gonna kill um, like art school. You're gonna kill art school. We're gonna kill art school, and and MBA maybe. I like that a lot. I think that's a the world, and everyone can make money and be happy. See, we have a lot of a lot of overlap between you guys, your between your team and Antra, because I don't think people need to go to college. Like, I think I think so. One of my biggest things, like this, this I'm sure you agree with this, is like as someone who dropped out of college, is mm-hmm. I think college their biggest problem is that the private industry is going to smoke them. Like, and it's not from oh my like God, yeah. It's not just from like one, like, oh, this is a replacement from college. Like we have a new university, it's a private university. It's more about all the different avenues that are available now. So whether it's going to continue and learning how to be a creator or it is going on Code Academy and learning how to be a coder or going on Lambda school, like all these different options are just opening up the doors to. Yeah, like I think literally like price is like one like if you, if you can compete on price you've already beaten college but we're also going to be competing on like time speed community um like being specific for like what you actually need um the actual kind of content that like we're teaching like you know up to date stuff on like web3 social media like whatever the hell is next like it's going to be so i completely agree with that like college is going to become so redundant unless you're going to like med school or you know you want the college experience or something I will say, so my, that's, that's one thing I will say about Penn State is there was two parts of it. One is there is a community at Penn State that is, well, Penn State's a little bit of a cult. That's a good cult. Um, <laughs> Penn State football games, I'm so happy I went for. Uh, I'm so happy I went for Thon at Penn State, which is the world's largest student-run philanthropy. Um, there's like certain experiences at college that are not easily replicable without like, I don't know, I think that's that's where more like uh, actually Barry Weiss, if you're familiar with who that is, uh, I think she was a New York Times reporter. She left, did her own thing. Uh, her and a handful of other people are all starting a new university that they're trying to like flip on its head from what typical college education is like um, down in Austin, Texas. So I think more people like that are going to. I mean, that's obviously just a start, but I think people that are going to try and take education and flip it on its head change it up, make it new. And also affordability is important, but it's also really difficult yeah. to do that at scale or not even at scale, but like to start because you're doing that based off of the price of real estate and it's just not easy. Cause a lot of the cost of education is room, board, like room and board, right? And it's yeah. like, how do you fix? Like, that's just not something you can easily, easily fix. But and also another thing that's not talking about a lot is just like admin fees. Um, I'm sure you can write articles about this, but there's like VP of VP of VP of VP. Like there's yeah. just bureaucracy. so many useless, yeah, bureaucracy positions that like drive up the cost. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Like I'm, I'm not, not that I'm like anti-college, but like I'm very much proud to be part, like a leader in that conversation. Um, Cause I think people definitely need it. If like you can't afford to go, like I'm gonna empower you to like be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like you don't have to do that. And I'm gonna give you the tips. And I'm gonna give you the help to do that. Um, I, I love it. And to, to that exact point, I think one thing that people don't realize is how, what's what I'm looking for, like how accessible people are. As in, if you reach out and ask for help on something, you would be baffled at how many people are willing to help you. 
Yeah, yeah, especially creators. I made like a TikTok on this. Like creators are always looking for content. They're always looking for like this person I just talked to like and make a TikTok about it. Like um, I'm going to post it soon, but like ask creators questions. They will answer you. I think that's so true. No, they're, they're fantastic. Creators and just like founders, like there's so many people that like I love to, to reach out to and like people are super helpful, yourself included, obviously. Please hit up Jamie in her DMs mm-hmm. if you want to talk about content. I will and, respond to my DMs, yeah. Yes. Um, so no, like I, I, it's, and like you said, you hit up 100 creators today. Um, hopefully a lot of them responded. I'm sure most of them did um, and were interested in what you're doing. Um, but yeah, and I also wanted to kind of get close to wrapping up here. Uh, I wanted to ask if you have any one piece of advice for any founder or creator. It would actually do more of a creator, right? Founder slash creator, because they're kind of, they do, like you were saying earlier, you want them to be synonymous one day, because I do see creators as entrepreneurs. Um, what kind of advice would you give someone who wants to be a content creator um, in 20, going into 2022? Um, this is kind of like specific to some things we've been doing continuing recently. We've been working with this, um, coach called Danny or his his name is Danny. Um, we've been doing some sessions on like imposter syndrome and like fixed mindset. Um, actually the book right here. So like, just like start working on like your mindset and kind of like, what is like healing your inner child, like all that kind of like BS. Cause it really does like affect, um, your ability to like be happy when you wake up in the morning or like, you know, with like founders, especially like feeling confident and feeling good about yourself and in like terms of like making decisions um, for creators to just like know you are, you can, anyone can make content. If you're like one day ahead of someone, like you can be helpful to them and like you can make content that'll be useful to them. So I would say, um, yeah, check your imposter syndrome, check your mindset. Um, yeah. No, that's imposter syndrome is definitely a big thing, especially uh, within Gen Z. I know I see it on on tech Twitter a lot too. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people who like come off like they know what they're doing, and then you talk to them a little bit, and they're like, "Dude, I'm scared shitless," you know? <laughs> me, literally me. Right yeah, now. no, and I think I think it's like a normal thing. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to have it a little bit, or like maybe you were really prepared for like this certain scenario then you put yourself into something else you're like oh my god this is way more than i expected and i you know and i think to to your point i think like i don't know it's like accepting some of it you're like it's okay that i'm not perfect at everything it's okay that i'm not a hundred percent on top of my game for every single aspect of my career or my life like it's okay to have a little quarter life crisis here and there Mm -hmm. so but i love i love that piece of advice uh, Jamie, where can people find you if they want to reach out and connect? Yeah, um, Jamie Gannon everywhere, J-A-M-E-Y. Um, join my Discord at Continuum, which is a discord.gg slash Continuum XYZ. Um, and download the beta um, and all my socials. You can find the link to it, um, TestFlight or Android. Uh, that'd be super helpful. Get some feedback on the app. If you want to post some content on the app. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. Amazing. Well, absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, I will make sure to tag you everywhere whenever this goes out uh, and get it out in front of our community. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gen Z Talks. Make sure to connect with me and thousands of other entrepreneurs, investors, and creators over at joinentra.com. Or you can download our mobile app for both iOS and Android. Also, don't forget to follow us on social at joinentra.com.